Yeah, they were nobody, and now they replaced uh, they placed Thomas with Tom Cruise. I don't want to record with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. They'll find another Bryant too. Eventually, it'll become a conglomerate where they start um, making Happy Meal toys at McDonald's too. Uh, Kobe, I think, will step in for me. Oh, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> So, so that way you don't have to change the name. Yeah, right. right. So we're fine, or Brian Gumble. That works too. Um, actually, they'll both. They won't. There won't be a Thomas. It'll be Kobe Bryant and Bryant Gumble, and then that will be the joke. Like it's Bryant and me, but which one's Bryant? Bonjour, Brian. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic, Thomas. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm feeling I'm feeling romantic. I've got um, just the, the, the French. Um, I took two years of French in high school, so um, it's all coming back to me, and I'm feeling I'm feeling good. We haven't oui. recorded in we oui, we. Oui. I thought you you weren't going to start a sentence. You were just saying yes. See. Si. That, that's Spanish. Okay, so we haven't recorded um, in a hot minute because uh, because you were just busy last week. We were really busy last week, and then and then on Friday, you were even busier. I was. Tell tell us about your your Friday evening. So I uh, I got to see an artist that I've wanted to see most of my life. Um, so going back, I'll give a little backstory here, but going back to middle school, um, the first rock album I ever really got super into uh, was The White Stripes, White Blood Cells. And ever since then, I have been a huge fan of anything Jack White does. White Stripes, Dead Weather, his solo stuff, but uh, one big part of that for me has always been the tours. Um, so getting to see them, I saw them, uh, Friday night here in, here in Columbus over at Express Live. Ooh. Had a blast, man. They were absolutely incredible. Um, getting to see, getting to see Jack for me was, uh, was kind of a religious experience. So if you get a chance, absolutely recommend that you go see him. Whether you're a huge Tours fan, Jack White fan, White Stripes, or if you just like good music. Highly recommend the Rack and Tours. They're fantastic. Oh, nice. Was it a good crowd out there? Yeah, oh, it was full. It was actually um they sold out Express Live, which they said doesn't happen very often. So wow. Did Jack White confiscate all your phones personally when you got into the door? No, but they did have um so they he has this company that comes to all of his shows, and when you come in the door, they um, put your phone in like this pouch thing. So Jack Jack's whole thing is, you know, if you're at the show, he wants you at the show and enjoying the show and being there in the moment and not like staring down at your phone or recording the whole thing, but just there to have a good time and enjoy yourself. So when you walk in, you empty your pockets and you take your they take your phone and they put it in this little pouch thing that they close that they, only they can open, like the people working there. 
And so throughout the show, I've got this, I've got my phone just in my pocket in this pouch. And it was, I can't tell you how many times I went to just reach for my phone out of habit because that's something we all do. And I was like, wait, what, what? Oh, no, it, that's right. It's in a pouch. But I will, I will say it was a blast not having my phone. That sounds great. That sounds like the pouch. Can you explain the pouch mechanism to me? So it's a gray pouch. It's slightly bigger than your phone. Um, You put it in there and then they seal it shut. There's some kind of button that they lock on it. And so when you go to leave or, uh, you know, there's designated areas within the venue where you can go and they'll unlock it for you. You can be on your phone. Um, They have this little hook looking thing that basically they pop the little lock on the pouch and hand it right back to your phone. But otherwise it's sealed. I mean, you can't, you couldn't get in there without somebody popping it open for you. What happens if you broke it open? I don't know. I guess you could. Hmm. It would take a lot to do that. Right. Um, but it's a, it's a real addiction. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it was very much, like I said, like, I don't know how many times I went to reach for my phone and was like, nope, can't do it. Oh, well, I guess I'll just enjoy spending time with my wife and listening to uh, some really great music. Hmm. So, like, how, how long did it take to get out of that venue then? I felt like there would, it would take a really long time. It's sold out. Everyone has their phone in a pouch and everyone it, has to wait to get their phone unlocked. It was pretty quick. I think a lot of, they, they, did a lot of advertising of that before the show. So if you're coming in, say a group, you're probably only going to, I think a lot of people planned ahead maybe like only one person brought their phone just, just so that they have, because that's what Alyssa and I did. I brought, um, I brought my phone because I had the tickets on my phone and the, you know, the app. And then Alyssa just left hers in the car. I I would imagine, because it was pretty quick to get out of there. Honestly, no quicker than, you know, any other, thing where you're trying to you know, leave a concert that size but yeah and it was a real quick process to pop that little pouch open i mean they just take their little hook and pop it and go so and they had a good amount of people doing that so i think it, it went pretty quickly wasn't it wasn't too bad they have any good uh uh good covers or anything did they do any white stripes or was it all just the band it was all Racking tours, actually. There was no White Stripes, no uh, Jack White solo stuff. It was completely 100% their music from their three albums. Their new album is fantastic. Three albums. Three albums. I, I only know Steady As She Goes. That's the only song I know from them. Is that them? That is them. Yeah, that was uh, that okay. was from their their first album. Um, they released another about two years after that when Steady As She Goes came, came out. Hadn't done an album for about 10 years. And then oh, wow. just released a new one this year and, and are touring for it. And it's the new album is fantastic, and the show was incredible. One of the best shows I've ever been to. Well, it sounds great. I, I do like the idea of no cell phones. But um, I, I kind of, I guess this goes to being, a, being an American. But I, I don't like the prospect of him taking my phone and taking yeah. my access away. Because I, I should be able, I should be free to not want to be on my phone my, myself. But that's I, I I won't I won't hark I won't dwell because that's a good uh 
It sounds like it was a good time, minus him um, taking away your American freedoms. But that's okay. Uh, Jack White can do whatever he wants. He's an artist, right? He's a creative type. The man is a genius. He can he can do whatever he'd like. I went to a concert, just real quick, and then I'll, I'll move us right along. I went to a concert up in Cleveland, um, the pairing She and Him. So M. Ward and Zoe Deschanel, they had a, sure. they had a little uh, group going where they did some singing and stuff. And a friend of mine and I went up there. Uh, my friend Dave, old friend Dave, he um, went up to the concert and we're, it might have, was it Dave? Might have been Brent. I went up to, I went up to the concert with somebody. You can tell I had a really uh, memorable evening. Sounds I only like remember, it. yeah, I only remember Zoe Deschanel. She was um, not the nicest person on stage. Usually the people are pandering on the stage to the crowd that they're in, especially I saw it in Cleveland. So of course you hear like, hello, Cleveland. So I usually get that. She was not a very happy camper and she was not happy with people on their cell phones. Like she started like yelling at people for being on their phones. And some like, if someone used flashed, uh, if someone used flash, not if someone flashed her, if somebody used flash on their phone, she would say, it's bright enough. You don't need the flash on your camera. I was like, man, she she acts all quirky and, and funny on TV, but man, in person, don't don't put the flash on your camera. She gonna get you. Yeah, so uh, and talking about Zoe Deschanel, right? Yelling at people uh recording. Mm-hmm. There is a story way back in the day, like early, you know, probably late eighties, early nineties, of Axel Rose uh, is at a there's a concert and there's somebody in the front row. Uh, recording the show on like a camcorder (laughs) (laughs) and so axel rose uh stops the show dives into the front row uh punches the guy and steals his recorder his like camcorder and breaks it and then just quits the show like completely ends (laughs) it (laughs) walks off and that's it oh what song were they doing at the time i have no that's a good question i don't know Huh. I like to think it was Paradise City for some reason, but I was thinking more November Rain. Ooh. <laughs> no, we haven't recorded since we went to the Clippers game, have we? No, I don't believe so. Uh your runner up uh what AAA runners up. Yeah, Triple A national champion runners up, but they are the Governors Cup champions. Boom. So they won their league, but then they just didn't win the national championship game. But we we went to the game, and actually the only game they lost in the whole Governor's Cup was the game that we went to. And we, uh, I just wanted to share the story about how we got Karened. Oh my gosh! The, uh, we <laughs> painting a picture for everybody. Um, the Clippers gave away tickets, completely free. Ticketmaster didn't charge any fees. First come, first serve. Get tickets online. Up to four tickets for free. Then we have a a good friend named Lawrence who works with us at. Uh, at the office in which we work, and he uh, he gave us some you get he gave you some passes to the right field like upper deck club. No, it's a minor league stadium, so upper deck's not like a major league stadium where you're up super high. It's it's great views, and uh, we had free tickets, so we got the free tickets. I'm there with my wife and three kids. You're there with Alyssa, and we go up to um, the right field because they have these awesome places you can stand and watch the game from. Um, right above the fence in right field. So we went up there and um, 
Oh, there's apparently a sign that we walk past. We didn't really see it. There wasn't really much of a gate or anything. But we walk over to the area just enough time to get like a photo op. And then we got Karen coming over. <laughs> She's wearing her, her drawstring pants. And she was looking at us real mean like. Like we were getting mean mugged for the like two minutes we were standing over there. Oh, yeah. And and then there was like a table of like pretzels. But not pretzels, like a soft pretzel. Like a bag of pretzels you bought at Aldi. Um, and like sit next to some oatmeal raisin cookies on a table. So I should have known it was a very exquisite gathering. It was a, it was a gathering, but she told, uh, it was my wife. She didn't tell me. She was like, Oh, this is a private event. Although like, and then I thought in my head, like, these are free tickets. You got to, you, did you pay to come up here at a you, free game? If you did, you're a sucker. So Sunbury Chiropractic was the name of the company. And so they tell us we pretty much have to leave. So we start walking out. But my kids at that point had already run over because my wife had told them, sure, get a snack. Because we thought it was a part of being in that upper deck club that you just got like, you got free crappy snacks. So the girls ran over and we're getting stuff. I walk over and Karen starts following us. And I felt like she was the bouncer. I, I, I can't imagine like what happens in the chiropractic office if someone stays there too long. Like she's walking you out to your car. But we, um, the kids were at the table and I was like, okay, put the stuff back. And of course, they're seven and nine. So they're like, huh? Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, just put the stuff back. And I took the plates and I poured the, the cheap pretzels into the, um, into the bowls. And I look over and Karen's staring at us. And I look over at her. And I just, I can usually stay pretty professional. I can usually stay pretty timid in those situations. But I didn't, I think she was making a really big deal out of nothing that was going on. We were trying to walk away. She was staring at us. And I usually don't let driving Thomas come out in real life. There's like a normal (laughs) me. And then there's driving Thomas where I'm behind the wheel. And I, I voice my opinions a lot more. Let's put it that way. And, um, I looked over and I I will save the expletives, but I was like, what are you blanking looking at? I'm getting my kids and I'm leaving. <laughs> and she gave me some like Karen look like, what? Like, what am I doing wrong except for following you and making sure you don't take our dollar pretzels? Those were <sighs> those were some kind of pretzels, man. They were <laughs> these pretzels are making me thirsty. Um, so that was that was great. That was fun. Um, this is going to be a lot more fun, though, today, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. No Karens here. We are, no Karens uh, here. This is a Karen-free podcast. <laughs> Karen-free zone. And, and just a quick aside. After that, like when we left to go home that night, I got really sick. And I'll tell you, the remnants of that sickness... Did probably not go away until last weekend. A good week later, I finally felt like 100%. Let's just say I was, um, I didn't get much sleep Friday night. I was not, um, (laughs) I couldn't stay asleep for more than 20 minutes. I'll just leave it at that. All right, we'll go ahead, not talk about those symptoms, and we'll start the show. Welcome, everybody, to Bryant and Me, where we have Bryant Caves. He is the um, the pop culture 
czar of the show. Um, and then me, my name is Thomas Costello. We're here to talk to you about soccer. Um, it's thinly veiled as a soccer podcast. And then we talk about a lot of other things. Today, we've got a lot of good stuff going on. We're going to um, dive into a little bit of soccer. We do have some. We're going to go into some current events that are soccer related. We'll give you an update on fascism in the MLS. We should Ooh. have like some kind of sound effect for that. Like a breaking news fascism in the MLS. And then have like a breaking news. I was thinking more like, um, you know, whenever there's something about Russia or something on the news, you need to have like some distant yelling in another language. And then you have to hear marching. Exactly. We need to do something like that. That would be great. I'll work on that. Uh, we're going to talk about current events with, uh, we're going to talk about fascism and and Canada and um, AC Slater. We're Ooh. going to cover all of this. It's going to be good. And then we have our first uh, segment where we're going to talk about some of our uh, favorite podcasts we're listening to. Uh, because odds are if you're listening to our podcast, you also like good ones. So we're going to share about some uh, podcasts we listen to lately. And then we'll uh, we'll play a game a little bit later. Brian's got something uh, locked and loaded, ready to ready to fire away. Boom. So I didn't. I, we haven't talked about it until this second right now. But did you watch any of the Tottenham's and their match today? Um, I was in a meeting for at work for part of it. Um, I got to watch some of it on my lunch break, and then. Uh, I was able to watch parts of it for the second half at my desk while I was working on a small phone screen with no audio. So um, as far as getting, you know, the really in-depth getting to see every single pass, didn't really get to see it. I did some reading after the fact. Um, Not our best performance from what I read. Pochettino was actually pretty, pretty upset after the match at the performance. He, he said as much Said we've got to do a lot better. Um, we drew with Olympiacos two to two, which, you know, I'm not too upset with the result. I mean, you go on an away fixture against a, a good club. Um, it was one of those clubs that I think a lot of teams didn't want to draw in the uh, as that third team come away with, uh, you know, with a point. Also coming away with two two away goals, you know, which could be big for you know trying to get out of the group. So, you know, overall it could have been better, but it could have been a hell of a lot worse. How uh. Now, how much of the Liverpool match did you get to watch yesterday? Um, I watched zero of it, but I did uh, get some updates. I was trying to pay attention as much as I could. But uh, really back to the, the Tottenham match, so I'm sorry to, to, to kind of dwell on it. Sure. But we do say this is a quote-unquote soccer podcast. Uh, this You you guys were up 2-0, Sure. For American to translate to for everybody. You were up 2-0. This... This sounded a lot like the Arsenal match. It did. Um, I think though the difference from what I you know what I read, like I said, I didn't get to watch it. In the Arsenal match, we were clearly the better team for most of that game. Um, as far as the play on the field, you know, we let Arsenal, we let a couple in. Really, this was a very evenly matched game from from everything I read, especially in the first half. Um, 
where we got a couple, we, we made some pretty good stops on defense. We got a couple in, um, one was on a penalty that was a, was a legit penalty, but you know, penalties are penalty. Luck is certainly a thing, right? You never know if you're actually going to get those penalties or not. Um, you know, so it, it could have been a closer game in the first half than probably the score indicated. Um, but yeah, you, you hate to, to blow a two nil lead regardless. Like, you know, not not real happy with it w- with that standpoint, but happy to get a, an away win in Europe. Yeah, uh, yeah, you got you, at least you got a point. A point, that's good. Exactly. And you saw a lot. No, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Um, unless a draw is a win to a Spurs fan, I'm going to keep the the shots to a to a minimum. You did have a good Premier League weekend. You won four four zero. Who was that against? Uh, Crystal Palace, one of the uh, hey. The team that was sitting fourth in the table. Thank you very much. Well, that's um, that's that's a win. I'll take that's it. A win. I'll, I'll tell you, there is a um, there is a, a gentleman's club in Northeast Ohio called Crystal Palace. Is has Wilfred Zaha ever been there? I don't think he's frequented Alliance, Ohio. You never know. Home of the Mountain Union Purple Raiders. Boom. Of college football lore. Division three powerhouse. Powerhouse. Oh, jinx. Jinx. Liverpool, no. To answer your question that you posed a moment ago, Liverpool had a much worse outing than um, the Tottenhams did where we played Napoli. We just can't seem to beat Napoli in the Champions League. Lost to him 2-0. Um, the penalty that they received was a flop. Yeah, it looked, yeah, it looked, I, I, I saw the penalty. Yeah, yeah, not great. That looked pretty bad. They did not use any VAR. What's the point of having VAR? You don't use it. What's the point of having it in that situation? He he flopped so bad. It was sure. ugly. And um, and then they gave up a late one to your boy. Fernando Lorente. This one wasn't off his hip though, like it was last season against City. Um, he's just, you know, like I told you yesterday, that's just revenge for he's just avenging Tottenham's loss to Liverpool in the, uh, in the champions league final last year. Yeah. Cause that's what, um, avenges the loss is getting a group win instead of losing the biggest trophy in Europe. Hey, you take them where you can get them, man. Hey, you know, that's, um, that's fine. After the match, whenever they do the manager handshake and stuff. Apparently they were asking why Jurgen Klopp smiled whenever he was talking to Napoli's manager. And uh, I forget the name of their manager. I know he was a former, like he was a former manager in Spain. Uh, and Ticelli or something like that. It's a very Italian name. I, I forget his name. I, I can't recall it off the top of my head. But he he apparently told Jurgen Klopp, and this is what made Klopp smile, is that whenever you lose to Napoli, you win the Champions League. Because last year, we had Napoli in our group too, and we played horrible against Napoli. Last year, we lost 3-0 in one of our matches to them. Wow. Um, yeah, so if you lose to Napoli, it's a prerequisite to winning it all. That's a good sign. That is a good sign. Also, another good sign is in our Premier League, we're still um, undefeated. Haven't lost a match yet. We were down 1-0. One, one to Newcastle. And then we came back and won pretty handily, actually. We won three to one. 
Must be nice. It was it was very nice. And then you had uh, Liverpool honorary captain Pookie and Norwich City taking it to the inferior Man City. Love it. Go Canaries. Uh, Love it. I, I'm not going to be one to to root for another team. I mean, we played Norwich this year and we beat them. No big deal. But seeing Man City drop points, it's always it's always a great thing. And then to see Pep Guardiola after the match during the interview just show how much Liverpool is in the guy's head is he got defensive that they lost in Norwich City. And he was saying something like, oh, Liverpool, they're the top of the, they won the Premier League, right? Because they're on the top of the Premier League right now. And he got really upset, which is, which is um, fantastic. You hate to One see One thing, it. I, uh, couldn't have happened to a better guy. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. I am not one. I do not root for teams um, or players to get injured because that's just not a good thing to do. You don't, you don't wish pain on people. But right now, Man City is playing with, um, they just lost their two best center backs for a good amount of time. They lost Laporte for, uh, I think he's out for the whole season, I want to say. Yeah, I think, I think he, he tore is. something real bad. And then uh, John Stones, he's out for, I think, five or six weeks. One of my favorite names in the Premier League, by the way. John Stones is such a great English name. Danny Drinkwater, I think, is a little better. Danny Drinkwater is the GOAT. <laughs> But John Stones is a is a you know a good second place. I feel like did we talk about this on one of the podcasts? I don't think we have. We talked about it in real life because then also I whatever we anytime you you bring that up, I think about the baseball player. Last name is Ball Four, and he's a pitcher. And your last name is Ball Four. We, I uh, think that you can't have a better name than that unless you're like a hockey player whose last name was Puck. Like that's I, I, get, I got a good one for you. So uh, Florida State plays Louisville this weekend, the Louisville University of Louisville Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, their starting quarterback's last name is Pass. No, it isn't. I swear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was destined uh, for one thing by that name. <laughs> that um that tickles me probably more than it should. It's great. That's amazing. Who do uh the Tottenhammers have this weekend? Uh, we are the early 7.30 Saturday match. We have uh, Leicester. Should be a good match. Oh, Leicester, the team barrage. You got Brendan Rodgers over there, man in the helm. That's going to be a good one. Hopefully we don't see a Vardy party. Oh, I think Vardy party is inevitable. That guy, he is an ageless wonder. Love him. Working in the canning factory, what, like six years ago? Something like that. He's great. I love Jamie Vardy. That's the lore, right? That's the lore. Oh, yeah. That's going to be good. I think we've got, uh, yeah, we got Chelsea this weekend. Ooh. Ooh. Did you see the, the Chelsea video? I know this is the best thing about a podcast is whenever we reference videos, when we reference visual media. Uh, so, what's him to call it? Uh, Ross Barkley. Uh, with the with the penalty where he uh, pushed the guy off to take the penalty and then yeah, skied it Ch- over the <laughs> yeah Channing Tatum as he look he looks like Channing Tatum he looks he's like a, Channing Tatum's like skinnier brother he's a bum well anyway <laughs> okay well he yeah he 
he's calling off uh, Willie and, and Abraham, uh, Tammy Abraham, and he's like, I got it. I got it. And he's like pointing to his chest, and you can read his lips. I got it. I got it. Just <laughs> right through the uprights. It was good. Somebody on, on Twitter um, said that the reason he called Willian off is so that their uh, racist fan base wouldn't chant uh, racial slurs at Willian after he missed it. Oh, <laughs> that's not. Don't play Willian like that. Uh, that's not fair. Speaking of horrible fans, uh, a Liverpool fan who went down to Napoli for the match, he got like attacked and went to the hospital. I saw that. This seems to be happening a lot. This happened uh, against Roma a couple seasons ago. Actually, guy got so injured, like he um, he got injured. He, he was in the hospital for a long time. He's still recovering from it. the The Italians are nuts, man. I mean that that's a scary, crazy, racist bunch of a bunch of football fans, man. Well, there are. Like again, avoiding generalizations. Oh, sure, of course. They're they're and I'm not going like good people on both sides. I'm not saying no, those ultras it, are the ultras a, are awful. It's a small percentage of the fans, of course, but my God, the stuff with uh Lukaku Oof. where they're making uh you know for those that don't know, Luke, uh Romelu Lukaku is a you know is a black player. Um he's Belgian, but you know, he's a- African descent. And the a group of fans, uh, who was Caligari uh, in Serie A, was making monkey noises at him. Mm. And then I love. Did you see the statement from their uh, the like the leader of their supporters club? Yes, and how it was like it was just how we honor players. <laughs> we wanted to get in his head. We weren't being racist. We were just trying to come up with a way to get in his head. It's like. You're making monkey noises at a black guy. Like, on what planet are you not being racist right now? No, I, d- I did see that that article, that or not the article, the statement that they had. Did you see that he was actually hired as Trump's new press secretary? He is, uh, what, are the, uh, what are the odds that he um, lasts longer than the Mooch, than Scaramucci? Any idea? Um, I- I'm not sure. Depends on when the next Dancing with the Stars starts. There you go. Well, let's get into some uh, uh, current events. We'll start off with something soccer-related. We've covered this over the last couple of episodes. Really, we've been talking about fascism a lot because for American soccer fans, it's kind of the big thing right now in the MLS is that they went in the Iron Front logo, which is just three arrows pointing down and to the left. It's uh, symbolizing taking down, pretty much taking down the Nazis it was something that the National Party or the Nazi Party um, outlawed back in the 30s. And um, yeah, so MLS is saying no political signs whatsoever. You can wear a political shirt, but you can't have a political sign. And we're going to confiscate them and take them. And now there are videos of all these different uh, fields. Of In Minnesota, they had like five to ten security guards in their section watching all the signs and making sure that you know nothing, nothing bad was happening. Um, we talked about the history of NYCFC and they have some white supremacist fans because they're at white supremacist rallies like in Charlottesville and then good, events, good people events on both New sides. Good, great, great guys. Um, and they've in the past threatened fans who brought in political signs. And this was last season. 
um, and then MLS and uh, Gon Darber, he came out and he said, no political signs in the stadiums, blah, 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 which, you know, telling people not to include politics is it in and of itself a political statement yourself. Absolutely. Is, is hushing people, voicing their opinions. Because um, I think being against fascism is a very honorable opinion to have. Um, we are very pro, um, we are very pro not fascism. We're, yeah, we're very anti. Do you really want to be on the same, um, say this, doing the same things that the Nazis were doing in the 30s? You know, they That's, banned, they banned mm-hmm. Antifa, you know, the Iron Front. You're banning the Iron Front. Like, of all the, um, like, groups that you want to be doing the same things as, I would think maybe one of the last you want to be doing the same things as is, is Nazi Germany, but that's just me. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it is, um, it's not just you, because a lot of people are are acting out. So I did a little bit of, not acting out, a lot of people are voicing their opinions. Even speaking at out. The, yeah, speaking out, even in the uh, potential risk of being kicked out of a stadium or being banned from a stadium. So I did some research. I did some investigative journalism, um, AKA I searched Twitter and I was looking for the iron front logo at the crew matches because there was an iron front logo sign. I remember from a match. So as I was doing my research, I saw a photo from back on August 17th against Toronto, uh, football club or Toronto FC. And somebody posted a picture of the Iron Front flag or a banner in front. And there was a lot of like positivity around it. Like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. This is the best banner we have. And then somebody else posted a picture. And they said somebody is standing in front of the, pu- in front of the sign. Someone uh, from the club was standing in front of the banner. They didn't take it down. They didn't do anything. They just stood there in front of the banner. Wow. And then... You know, whichever. Maybe it's just an employee standing there. You don't know. But then it becomes less of a coincidence and more of a tinfoil hat moment whenever at the next game the banner was no longer there. And it hasn't been there the entire since then. It hasn't been there in over a month. Now they haven't played a lot of matches. But the last match it was at was August 17th. Wow. So I, I looked up online to see if, okay, what about like the Massive Report? That is a a website. It was part of SB Nation, but they write about the crew exclusively and they write stories and they interview and they have a press credential and all that stuff. I checked there. Did they ask the team about the logo? Did they ask them about their stance, about what they want their fans to do? Nothing. They haven't talked about it. I looked up like different Columbus websites, Columbus Alive, 614, although 614. They have their own issue. <laughs> I don't think we want their opinion on the uh, the Nazis and the alt right and stuff. Uh, yeah, go back th- and listen to some of our earlier podcasts for some discussion on six one four. Now, yes, they definitely didn't have anything about it. I think they're trying to avoid uh, that with a ten uh, ten foot pole. Um, but nobody has talked about or asked about it. So we have a lot of clout on this podcast, Brian, and people listen. The sure. decision maker, the decision makers listen. So I would love to hear some sort of stance. I would love to hear some sort of response from the team. And I'm kind of upset, too, at a group that works so hard to save the team. And it's not the—I should be careful with my words, but I'll just say them anyway. Um, they've worked so hard to save the team. They've worked so hard, so hard to get behind a cause. But this seems like a pretty noble cause in and of itself to protect 
a good freedom of speech on a topic that a lot of people are supporting across the across the MLS where you see we talked about it last week Portland and Seattle they go silent for 30 minutes yeah 30 plus minutes uh, you see fans getting kicked out of stadiums for having these signs but nobody's really saying anything in the crew circles so I would love to hear something about it I love to hear fans start to share their thoughts about it or even you know the the consensus I've seen from people is that the only way you can make something better in this league is to not give them any more money. Don't buy tickets. Don't go to, don't buy jerseys. Don't buy equipment. Don't buy, I should say apparel, excuse me. Don't buy it. Yeah. That's something that I, um, I don't have a problem doing. It sucks not being able to go to matches and it sucks not, you know, seeing friends and seeing the matches themselves. But I mean, I, I didn't buy any Cleveland Browns apparel for five or six years because I didn't feel like the the team was doing anything to make themselves better, and that sure. was about and that was about a, a football team being really bad. This is about some pretty pretty ugly stances that people have, and the fact that you're not allowed to share your opinions on it. So sure. I am I I really don't have problems with it. Here's what I here's what we need to do. So all of our you know tens of listeners uh, that are out there that are all on Twitter. Don't ruin the illusion. Our our Twitter army, really. Get out there, and I want everyone to at Dr. Pete on Twitter. Try and track him down, and let's ask him his opinion on the Iron Front situation. Let's ask... Yeah. Uh, the BAM army. Get the BAM army. Boom. The BAM yeah. army. And I want you to be out there, and I want you to... Professionally, we're not going to... Go after the good doctor. No, of course we're going to be professional, and you know we want we want opinion. We want it on the record, though. What you know? What's your stance? Yeah. What are your thoughts? All right. So that's that. Another, I guess, good news and kind of good and bad news after what I just talked about. On October tenth, they're going to do a groundbreaking ceremony yeah. for the new stadium in Columbus, which. I got emotionally charged and I saw that invite online on the internets. They're inviting all the people out. First 500 people get a mini shovel. There's going to be music there. There's going to be food trucks there. And I genuinely, when I saw it, I was excited. So I clicked accept. But then I was like, oh gosh, I'm just, I'm talking about not going to any matches anymore, not giving them any money anymore. That would be kind of hypocritical if I went to an event like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's uh, it's it's quite the quite the quandary there because you know you want to, it's something to be excited about, and you know the hope is that hopefully this will all get resolved and we can go back to enjoying it and hopefully enjoy the new stadium. I think it's gonna be great for the club long term. But you know, there's other sports out there. There's other soccer out there. I mean, with the way technology works and all the access we have to sporting events. I mean, you have a there. I'm following a sport all year round. I could oh, follow yeah. a, like there's never a downtime for me whenever it comes to like watching sports. I mean, and this this in particular is a fantastic. You know, you got college footballs going on. We got mm-hmm. baseball. The playoff runs here. We got obviously the Premier League. We got some Champions League matches. Hockey's getting ready to start back up. Oh, let's, yeah. uh, let's go Jackets. You know, uh-huh. go sharks. We got there's so many options right now, and I mean, 
let's be honest, the crew's not making the playoffs anyway. So, uh, you know, serving judgment Do do the right thing here, guys. But one, speaking of Matt free stadium, one bit of exciting news that did come out today that I'm super stoked for mm-hmm. the U S women's national team is coming in November. Oh yeah. November 7th. That's a, I think that's a must go for me. Like, I think I'm definitely going to go to that match. Oh yeah, for sure. We, um, my the girls and I actually the day before we all moved down here to Columbus, I went up there with my oldest to a um to a US women's match. It was actually the I think it was the US Victory Tour from the last World Cup. Oh nice. No, that was too late. Because that was like a year after the World Cup. No, it was just a summer series and they played Japan and they beat them real good. Kind of like they beat them in the World Cup. Boom. Boom. Got them. Um so that no, it was a fun time. I and I saw that at Cleveland Brown Stadium. So seeing it in Mob Free is going to be a lot more of an intimate setting. You have better views there. You're you're really you're really part of it at the fray. So I'm looking forward to um, to going to that too. I'm going to take my girls to it. They're excited. Get you know get to see just some of the you know that's such a fantastic likable group. Mm-hmm. I loved what they stood for. Obviously, you know I'm. Super partial, you know, to Megan. Obviously, she's my girl. Yeah, and and just what she stood for during that time is so so to be able to support somebody like that, and not that any of the others are are bad people or anything. They're all great, and all seem to be such great role models for you know young girls and for young people mm-hmm. in general. So it's yeah, it's super exciting to get to see them, and they're playing Sweden, who I don't know much about international women's soccer, but I think they were a World Cup team. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they're they're generally pretty good, I think. So, yeah. should be a fun match. No, it should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be good times. Good times. Other good times. I don't know if you saw. It was kind of switching the narrative, going into pop culture a little bit. I'm going to ask you a question. Which show would you rather they reboot or bring back? The Office. Or Saved by the Bell. So um, I have a confession to make, and and you know this because I told this earlier, but I'll get your reaction again in real time. I have never actually watched Saved by the Bell. <sighs> I was hoping that you were lying to me, and that you were really going to tell me your thoughts here on the podcast. Ugh. I I'm familiar with Saved by the Bell. I'm I'm familiar with the characters because how could you not be? I mean, it's it's such a big part of pop culture. But I cannot recall ever not having not a big enough time to watch it. Not a apparently, big enough time to watch it. Uh, I can never recall having actually sat through a full episode of Saved by the Bell. Uh, because I, I was sharing the articles with you, and that at NBC is they released more information about their streaming service that's coming out next year. Um, it's called Peacock. Very <laughs> original. Um, you know, it's their money; they can do whatever they want with it. Uh, but they announced that they're going to be doing a Saved by the Bell kind of spinoff with A.C. Slater and uh, Jesse Spano. And they're going to be the the main people on the show. And then they also announced that The Office, well, they didn't announce anything was happening. But NBC did say that they were hoping, they were wishful thinking that they could get an Office reboot also on their new streaming service. Mm. The article that I read from Newsweek, they were less than 
confident that it was going to happen. But if I had to choose, since I have seen both of them, I've seen Saved by the Bell in all of its glory. Because you, you attacked, you personally attacked Zach Morris so, whenever I texted you. Because what's going to happen, Brian? So Zach Morris is Zach Morris is trash is a I've actually seen it's it's a it's a series of videos from uh, Funny or Die. Uh, I've I've actually not seen them. It's just something people always talk about when they when Saved by the Bell gets brought up these days. And so if you've never seen it, I've heard it's funny. And having watched the show, you'd probably enjoy it a lot more than I would. But. <laughs> Uh, I just want to know: Are they bringing Screech back? Is Dustin Diamond um, going to crawl out of whatever hole he's in? And I think that hole you're talking about is the adult film industry. But um, that was not a that was not supposed to be a euphemism or anything. Um, no, wow. um, Mark, Mark Paul Gossler. They didn't even invite him, or AKA Zach Morris. They didn't even invite him to be a part of the show because they interviewed somebody interviewed him like oh you're about to say by the bill spin over you're going to be in it and he's like they never asked me it's like wow. man that's well because he's also coming out to a new show called mixed ish on abc he's coming off with that he's been doing some police shows police dramas and stuff and frankly i don't think um ac slater's doing anything or mario lopez I think he's uh, uh, was doing some talk shows or something at some point. I, think I thought he does I saw Access Hollywood or Extra or something like that. He's on some entertainment show. He looks exactly the same as he did on Saved by the Bell, minus the mullet. I was say that have, that mullet was godly. He doesn't have the mullet anymore. I think Mr. Belding is on the minor league baseball circuit. Ooh, they got to bring back Mr. Belding though. You can probably bring him back. Don't act like you're nostalgic for it. You haven't even seen the show, Bryant. So speaking of um, like reboots or potential sequels, so have you kept up with uh, any of the stuff Disney Plus has announced for their streaming service? I have seen things, yes. So there is rumored to be, and this is something I've advocated for actually with you, is rumored to be a TV show that is going to be a sequel to The Mighty Ducks. What? No, you did not tell me this. So I, I suggested this, though, when I saw that the Mighty Ducks were on HBO a few months and months back. Um, my, the idea I had was a, re, you know, a sequel where Charlie Conway is the new Gordon Bombay role. Yeah, Supposed, Joshua Jackson. Supposedly that's what they're going with. What? That is, that is the rumor. Um, the thing is, I can definitely see. Did you watch the affair on on uh, Showtime? No. Oh well, Joshua Jackson's in it. I could see Joshua Jackson as a as a lawyer who's a, kind of a drunkard and um, kind of arrogant and cocky because he he plays a guy that's a pretty like he's a turd on the affair. Yeah. But yeah, that that's maybe you were being a little like Nostradamus and you just knew it was coming. You know. The- but I'll tell you what else they've announced. So I'm super excited because it's going to have obviously all the good, all the Disney, all the Marvel, Star Wars. They're mm-hmm. also bringing back the fantastic afternoon cartoon lineup from when we were kids. Have you heard about that? So we're getting the oh, original- Darkwing Duck, Darkwing and- Duck, DuckTales, um, Gargoyles, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, uh, and Gummy Bears. Uh, I don't remember been, gummy bears. 
fantastic theme song. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Keep going. <laughs> With the adventures that are beyond compare. They are the gummy bears. <laughs> I've never seen that show. I've heard that 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 made my day. I think that might be our new theme song for our our podcast. Disney would be all over us. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we don't need to get banned. No, we don't need to. Get... Oh God, that was great. I really um, that was impromptu. I'm glad you sang that because that um, like I said, that made my day. That made my day. No, I remember. I remember Darkwing Duck. I didn't watch Gargoyles much. I watched Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I. I enjoyed, yeah. I I I would support those shows coming back. Ducktales. Speaking of of television shows, obviously one of the catchiest television theme songs of all time. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah. 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 Good that good was... luck getting that out of your head. Yeah. Well, I, I'm gonna. I have gummy bears on repeat now, so um, I think that'll suffice for now. One thing that you know you can talk about Disney having the Avengers and Marvel and star wars and their entire library of hit film classics and all the pixar movies that came out but what they don't have is going to be on nbc Boom. and that is psych the movie 2 what yeah so all you hemsworth fans out there um you're gonna get a little sean spencer and gus burton guster action that's what I'm looking forward to the most. I'm kind of perturbed, though, because they hinted at this movie a few months ago, and they said it's coming out this uh, this winter. It was supposed to be out around Christmas. But then NBC swiped it up, and now they're going to have it part of their streaming rollout. But it's not coming out till April. So now I have to wait like four or five more months to get, um, to get my, my psych on. Whatever will we do? I bet you hadn't even seen an episode of Psych. I have not. God, why are we even? Why are we even doing this podcast? <laughs> you haven't seen Saved by the Bell. You haven't seen Psych. We need. I'm going to plan a weekend where you're coming over to watch college football, but then it's going to be all a ploy. <laughs> Alyssa's going to leave you here without a car. I'm not going to turn on any football, and we're going to watch Saved by the Bell and Psych. Oh no, ESPN glitched out. I guess we're just going to have to watch Psych. Oh man. I thought it'd be a show that you'd really enjoy. They have a lot of pop culture references. They, um, It's really funny. <sighs> and James Roday, who plays Sean Spencer, it's just, a tre- it's just a treat. It's one of those weekend shows that you can just turn on and just watch it all day. Kind of like Boy Meets World. Yeah, kind of like Boy Meets World. Yeah, this Psych is an hour long, but they have it on Amazon Prime. Every 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 season's on Amazon Prime. Okay, so you should try what don't the pilot. You know, some pilots are kind of weird. Like the production's off. Sometimes oh, sure. they they replace actors like after the pilot airs. Um, so the pilot's all right. It gives you a lot of the backstory, but the whole show, je ne sais quoi. It's just got that little something something. Chef's kiss. Mwah. All right, so we have some uh, current events. Last one. This one came out just hours ago, and it 
I've had a bad trend lately, Brian, of ruining people for you. Not ruining people, but um, bringing up news that I hear about. It kind of makes you upset. Like Bill Burr, I told you that his producer on his newest special was somebody who covered up for Louis C.K. and his dirty, dirty old manness. Ugh. And that you were mad at me about that. And then you were really mad at me whenever I told you about Justin Trudeau. Ugh. What are the world leaders? I know Canada is so... You always respect Canada. I mean, they got the health care. They seem to be a civil society up there. They created hockey. And then Justin Trudeau was this leader who was just kind of somebody that people in America seem to enjoy. People I, on one side. He's, he probably he's, didn't have a lot what of conservative I wish, support. He's what I wish we had, man. He's smart. He's funny. He has good, you know, his policies and his ideas are, are you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, uh, so what, what do you got to tell me here? Um, well, he was kind of like a, you could even say like a Barack Obama of Canada. Sure. Same kind of idea. Well, the, you know, the bigger they are, the, you know, the higher you put them up on the mountain, um, the easier chance they have of, I guess, falling. Cause back in 2001, this just surfaced that he, um, he was at an Arabian nights party. Whenever he was a teacher at the uh, academy, I think it's a military academy in Jesus. in Canada. He was a teacher there, and he um, he dressed up in brown face, like he dressed up as somebody from the Middle East. Not just the clothing, but he put on like face paint covering his entire face. And this is in two thousand one. Usually, you hear about these things, and it's like, oh, back in the '60s or back in the '70s. <laughs> it was or 1978 80s. in a, you know, my college fraternity at a Eight southern line, 1946. school. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it was at the University of Alabama or something. It's like, yeah, yeah the, at the University of KKK or something like that. You're like, oh, well, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> that's probably the most tame thing that was going on there at this frat party. So, right. I mean, even the '80s, they were making movies of people in blackface still. Sure. Do you remember those really horrible? They did a couple movies in the eighties, where anyway, um, those are really they were really bad comedies, and um, I think the people who played those roles were kind of like out of acting forever, like many of the people in the eighties. But two thousand one, he's doing this. Ugh. Justin, the mighty, the mighty seem to seem to fall, seem to fall. I, I'm, I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah, how uh, how did it take this long for that to come out? I mean, that's like of all the things, man. And I get it. Like, uh, you know, if like you said, if this had been the '60s or the '70s, like, it's it's wrong. Don't get me wrong; it's been wrong the entire yeah. time. But other people were doing. It. Like, I'm not excusing it, but it no, was less. It's awful. Uh, you know, it's awful at any at any time. But man, this is 2001. This is like modern you know this is not that long ago man we knew you shouldn't be doing stuff like that by that point right one good thing we can take um not from this but from the response um trump hasn't tweeted anything about it yet yet so that's a good thing and and trudeau he did have a statement where he came out and he said um I can't do a good Canadian accent. It was something that I didn't think was racist at the time, but now I recognize it was something racist to do, and I'm completely sorry. I've made n- a number of calls to friends and colleagues tonight, and I will have many more calls to make. 
he's he's gonna own it i mean i'll give him you know one percent credit thanks for you know for owning it he didn't deny it he didn't both sides it he didn't you know whatever he owned it he said it was it was wrong it was racist it was disgusting that doesn't make up for what he did but you can you know people can learn from stuff and and do better yeah but at the same time you can't you can't have a double standard where uh, an Alabama governor, I think she was, she had a, a play where she was in, um, where she was in blackface back in the sixties or something like that. Yeah. And people call to get her out of office, get her out of office. You've seen the same thing happen in Virginia with sure. one of their former governors. Same thing happened. Um, this has happened a lot lately. In, in Virginia, wasn't it, this- wasn't it the governor and the Lieutenant governor? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. <laughs> it was like, what are they, are they all at the same frat parties dressed up in blackface? <laughs> like, what in the world? I I don't know. It's it's awful, but you can't you can't treat him any different because he has no. a, a a bias that is more your to flavor, our you know. Sure. You know? No. Yeah. So I think he, he needs to get the same ridicule that you give to to anybody in this situation. Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> Well, that's not something that I love to talk about. It's not the the greatest thing to share. But um, one thing I do love, and you love them too, are podcasts. Yes. So we're going to introduce our new podcast segment where it's called uh, it's called Pod Love. Pod Love. Mm. How'd you like that sound effect? Oh, that's that's so wonderful freaked Alyssa out with that earlier she didn't know what the <laughs> hell was going on it was great uh, that was an attempt to do some sort of uh, segment music I thought it was a good first attempt I like um, it it was a little um, risque but you know what one thing that we're known for here at um, here at BAM is um, kind of pushing the envelope we're you know we're edgy guys we're edgy this is not the uh, this is not the pod to listen to with your kids in the car on the way to school this ain't your this ain't your grandma's podcast. Nope. Because grandma didn't have podcasts back then. It was called the radio. It was called the phonograph. It was called yeah. Joe, Joe Biden was telling her to put it on in the uh, put it on in the home so the oh, kids would God. so the kids would hear words. Oh, uh, did you see the onion article uh, about Biden and the and the debate? No. It was something about um, Biden camp upset. That Biden is getting so much time. <laughs> He's getting so much because usually there's always complaints about I didn't get enough time in the debate, and they were like, Joe Biden is upset because he's getting too much time. It was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Anyway, um, so we're going to talk about some podcasts that we're listening to right now. What we like, um, what we don't. Uh, not what we don't like. It's what we like. It's not just yeah. what we like. It's what we love. Yeah. So we're going to share a couple podcasts we've been listening to lately just to, you know, maybe diversify the views. Not the views, but uh, the audio that's getting into the ears of our listeners. So, Brian, what's uh, what's something that you love lately? So I am um, – I'm a nerd. I like uh, I like learning sometimes. So I have, I have been listening to this podcast called uh, Revolution and – Basically, what this guy does is it's a podcast all about history, and he breaks down various revolutions that have happened through history. So he does 
He did a series on the American Revolution. He did a series on... Uh, he's just started a series on the Russian Revolution, which is pretty great. Wow. Um, but the one that I really got into is he did a... Uh, I think it was a 60-part podcast. It was 60... 60? 60-ish episodes, about 30 S- minutes each. 6-0? Six 6-0. Zero? Six zero. Wow. Breaking down the French Revolution. I mean, starting from from the very beginning all the way through the end all the major players all the major incidents um it's i found it absolutely fascinating i mean just i was completely hooked on it loved learning some of that stuff it is very um i mean it's 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 history so you're either going to love it or you're not if you're the type of person that that doesn't love that kind of thing, it may not be for you because it it can be probably a little dry for some people mm-hmm. at times. But I was absolutely captivated by it. I, it's such an interesting time. It was such an so many great players, so many just crazy events that happened, people dying and being betrayed, and it was like a Game of Thrones episode, man. Political maneuvering all over the place and betrayal, deceit. Just, just fantastic. Highly recommend the Revolutions podcast if you, uh, if you like that kind of thing. And what, uh, what was that called again? Uh, Revolution. Revolution. That's easy enough to remember. Revolution. Except for me, because I didn't remember it from when you said it two minutes ago. <laughs> Revolution. That, that, that does. I do like, um, I do like some history. I do like some history. I'm gonna go, um, kind of in the same vein. Usually, most of the podcasts I listen to are sports related. Yep. And I'm going to share one of them. But first, I'm going to start with a good transition from what you were talking about, Revolution. There is a podcast from the New York Times called The Daily, where they do have a daily podcast. And it's a half an hour long. And it usually just breaks down a news story that's a little more um, in depth than just a, a 30 second headline. And they talk more about how it got to this point, background information on different things. Like they talked about, you know, the Taliban and their um, their talks with the U.S. government and how they almost signed off on it and all these different, like just whatever the current events are of the day. But they have a, uh, a part of it that they're releasing once a week on Saturdays. And it's the 1619 Project mm-hmm. where – they talk about um, how slavery has impacted different things in our culture even today. And then it also talks about the history of how things started, like I learned about the healthcare system. And one thing you never think about is that whenever you know you had government officials walking onto plantations after the Civil War and all of them being emancipated and saying, okay, you're free, and that's it. And there was nobody to take care of their basic health needs. There was nobody to take care of. And wow. they were talking about pretty much um, universal health care, like nationally run health care, because that was one of the originating things was they sent a handful of doctors down to the South to give them just basic necessities, but then they didn't fund it. And it's that part's interesting. They also had an episode about music and how um, one of the – from the 19th century – the and it's funny we talk about Justin Trudeau and all these Southern governors and their lieutenant governors about blackface and brownface because in the 19th century they were talking about how um, 
one of the performers, one of the theater performers. And even back in the 19th century, they were still doing like Victorian style plays. They were still doing a lot of European style stuff. There was no real American music, so to speak, at that time. Sure. And that they had theater. Um, one theater guy, especially, I forget his name, but he was at, he was on a farm. And there was an older, older black man who came from a family of slavery, of being a slave. And he was singing like his own kind of gospel blues-ish uh, type music. He was just singing a song. And then this theater guy, he goes onto the stage in blackface. And he pretty much sings a song about this. Uh, it might have been, been where the origination of the Jim Crow. Yeah, it was the Jim Crow song. Kind of okay. how it started. And he he did it for this theater for this whole group of uh, people, a sold out show. And they gave him, they loved it so much that they gave him 20, um, 20, 20 encores. Oh my like gosh. They kept cheering, kept cheering. So he kept doing it. And this is how these minstrel shows started. Yeah. And they were talking about how um, a lot of music that even you hear today, and they're talking about Motown music in the United States turning into what we call yacht rock now. Of like the 70s and 80s where you have stuff like the BGS and everything like that. Um, that's what they were kind of uh, playing off of. And it was it was interesting. Um, don't ask Newt Gingrich his, Gingrich his views on it um, on the 1619 series. He'll probably say something about how it's propaganda and all these other things. And the I, New York Times is tabloid journalism. It was, um, But aside from that, uh, if you can look at it with a open mind it was it's a good series i make it a habit not to ask newt gingrich for uh <laughs> for his opinion on much of anything or to really listen to his opinion on much of anything just i think i have an, an idea of where he's gonna fall on well, he's things. a good he's a big fan of the show so i do talk to him about things i do run our outlines past him doesn't mean i listen to him but i do run him past him okay good to know good to know yeah keep that in mind um and then another one, since hockey season, you mentioned this a moment, uh, a few moments ago, hockey season hath begun. So I am back into um, listening to my favorite sports podcast called Puck Soup. Puck Soup. They've got a, uh, a writer from ESPN, uh, ESPN, Greg Wyshynski. They have a writer from um, Yahoo Sports, Adam, Adam Lambert. Not Adam Lambert, like... The the American Idol singer, it might Ooh. be. I I might have had the name wrong. Um, it's my favorite sports podcast. I don't know any of their names. Ryan Lambert. That's what it was. Yeah. I got confused by the Adam Lambert. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Lambert. And then they have also a reporter from the Athletic. So they have a very diverse kind of group of um, a diverse group of middle aged white guys who talk about a diverse in employment. I should say where they talk about the NHL and they talk about um, the whole league and they, they make it interesting. They also throw a lot of pop culture in there, which I kind of enjoy. I'm going to, I'm going to smash the subscribe button on that right now, actually smash smash. And since we're talking about podcast and smashing the subscribe button, we have some great news. We are finally on Apple podcasts. Yes. Get on there. Smash that subscribe button, folks. Smash it. You can also give reviews on the Apple podcast. So you should go give us a review. You should give us um, as many stars as the system allows. 
the more stars, the better. And then um, provide a review. If you give us a review, we might read that review to, to I don't even know how large the audience is right now. Um, the number, we're spiking. Um, so it, we'll read your review in front of all the, our, our not live studio audience. The, the Bammers, I believe is what we're going to call our... Uh, uh, the Bam Army. Boom. The whole the Bam, Bam Army. The whole Bam show. Yeah, the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole Bam show. Before we go tonight, you had a game for us, Brian. I did not ask for any specifics on the game except for kind of what it was going to be about. But um, take it away. What do you, what, last time we talked about European food or Europa League team. What have we got tonight? So we have the uh, cla- one of the classic um, party drinking games. Um, we're not going to drink tonight unless you are. I mean, I, I had a beer earlier. Um, but it's water. the water for me classic game of would you rather so just kind of a quick little thing have a little fun maybe let our you know those of those of us that are listening to the show that are not say our family and close friends that want to get to know us a little bit better i thought this would be a fun way of of just kind of asking our opinions on some on some things you know you don't have to give a novel just kind of we'll both answer the question give a a brief reason and and we can move on so i have about you know seven or eight of these um so we'll uh, we'll get started here. So, would you rather smell really bad your smell yourself, and everyone can smell it, or always smell something really bad, but no one else can smell it? I'll do the second one. Okay. I, I so like you're... being around people. I like being around people, and I don't think people like being around me if I'm the smelly person. Yeah, I mean, I would tend to agree. Neither are obviously pleasant options, which is kind of the point of the game. That's why it's a would you rather. But I think that is the least bad option, for sure. Okay. Like, I think you kind of would get used to it after a while, I think. Um, okay, would you rather forget how to read or forget how to speak? Forget how to speak. Okay. I, would, I know I, I call myself a habitual podcaster, but... I don't know. I feel like reading is really important. Some some might say reading is fundamental. I I think I think I would sign up for that. All right. Yeah, I would I would agree. I think if you forget how to speak, there are other ways you could probably communicate. Um, you know, you could write things down, you could learn sign language, you know, something like that. So um a couple we had a couple of suggestions from uh one of our one of our big podcast fans my lovely wife Alyssa, um <laughs> that i thought i'd run by you she came up with these so they're a little weird but uh, you know i kind of oh, like them um would you rather have no eyelashes or no fingernails no eyelashes interesting okay I, that's not something i usually pay attention to our eyelashes to tell you the truth People tell me I have nice eyelashes, but I never think about it. So I'm actually, I think this is the first one where we'll disagree. I'm going no fingernails. Really? Yeah, because the eyelashes, part of their job is to protect your eyes, right? To like keep microbes and filter, you know, filter stuff out of your eyes. And I feel like constant, like I, it really annoys me when I get stuff in my eyes. I'm constantly like rubbing my eyes. I feel like that would drive me nuts. Like I feel like I could get by without fingernails. What what would you what are you getting your eyes into? 
My eyes seem like they're okay. I'm like um, Lenny from The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> my doctor said not to get that in there. Um, Excuse me. But okay, uh, would you rather have smelly breath or smelly feet? Well, I already have smelly feet, and it seems to be working out for me. So, smelly feet. Yeah, I agreed with that one as well. Smelly feet, like, no one's going to smell it unless you have your shoes off, really. Yeah. So, we're a smelly breath. Like, we, we both work in an office. Like, people are going to smell me, and you don't, you don't want to be that guy. Um, I think, and, and feet already have that connotation that they smell. Sure. Um, would you rather be eight feet tall or four feet tall? Um, uh, I think I'd rather be four feet tall. Okay. Your clothes would cost less money because you don't have to buy adult size clothing. My kids clothes. Yeah. And and you can't buy like eight foot tall clothing. You have to make your own clothing like on your own. Casual male double XL or something. No, I don't have any pride issues either with being, I wouldn't have any pride issues with being short, but I'm also six feet now. So I guess I've never had to feel like I was really short. Sure. I was kind of thinking eight feet tall, like you could play in the NBA. You might can make some money, but I could also be a jockey if I was four feet tall. You could. And I get to ride horses. I don't really like horses. Oh, so yeah, I don't, which actually brings me to, um, really one of the classic, would you rather questions? Um, they ask this to, I've heard this actually asked to, uh, Supreme court candidates, candidates Mm. and job interviews. Um, would you rather fight one horse sized duck or a hundred duck sized horses? Oh, I would probably face one horse sized duck okay because i think ducks and i'm going to take this from the the mike leach video that is going around the internet right now um the coach of the washington football team if i'm if i'm correct in that in that name uh washington state washington state washington state the cougars not the huskies and he talked about and i'm just this is fresh in my mind so that's why i pick it he talked about the oregon ducks he was talking about a mascot fight out of nowhere. That video is an, fantastic. At a press conference. And he said, a duck, I mean, a duck could just fly away if it wanted to. So I'm going to pick the horse-sized duck just in hopes that the duck gets um, kind of bored of the situation and just flies away. I guess I'm going to go with the, with the duck-sized horses. And my logic is this. I've dealt with... When we lived at our first apartment, when we moved up here to Columbus, we had these ducks that we referred to as like street ducks. <laughs> street ducks. <laughs> these ducks were like mean and they were like aggressive and would come after you. Are sure they weren't geese? No, they were ducks. Oh. They were, and I, I have a, I would, I, my luck, I would end up like with one of those. And then at horse size, like that duck could do some serious damage. And then I'm to a got, loaf of bread. I got no shot. Uh, well, you only um, get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once, once in a life. lifetime. What's your next one? 
All right. So this one gets a little morbid, a little dark. Would you rather know how you'll die or when you're going to die? I think I'd rather know when. How I'm going to die, that'll make me so paranoid, you know? Yeah. When you can at least kind of mentally prepare yourself for it, right? Like, okay, I know it, you know, March 1st of 2048. I'm going to, you know. Oh, gosh. I hope that doesn't, yeah, that'd be. I know I just called you Nostradamus earlier. Now I'm getting a little afraid. Uh oh. I don't. I don't want to walk around on the you know last few days of February like oh god this is it. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> this is it. Although, but if you, oh this is tough because if you know how you died, you might be able to. I think you'd 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 feel like you had more of a fighting chance to stop it. Like if I died from um, a heart attack. Of like, hmm, maybe I can start taking care of myself. Or, you know, maybe if I, you know, I got killed by a horse-sized duck, I could be like, man, maybe instead I can choose the the duck-sized horses. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, and this gets into some deep philosophical concepts of fate and, and things like that, but if you know it's you know is this like final destination kind of thing right where you know you're you know it's coming and you can do whatever you want to avoid it but it's coming does it really mm. yeah see it's a tough question that one that one you may lose some sleep over that's a, um, that's, a that's a horse of a different color there a horse nice. duck of a different color and we'll we'll close on uh, we'll close on this game on one last one. Um, this one's specifically for you. I, I won't bother answering because I don't really have an answer. Uh, it's sports related. Um, so for the folks that you know that again don't know you that well, I'm sure by now they know you're a big uh, Liverpool supporter. Yeah. Um, they may or may not also know that you're a, a very big uh, Cleveland Indians fan, big Cleveland sports fan in general. Oh, Brian. Would you oh, rather God. <laughs> in, Indians win the World Series, but Liverpool never wins the Prem, or Liverpool wins the Prem and the Indians never win the World Series? You son of a bitch. You brought that up, didn't you? Oh, for those who don't know, um, Bryant is a Chicago Cubs fan. Oh, Bryant. Bryant, Bryant, Bryant. That's such a tangled web we weave all right um i don't think this one is as tough for me i would say um i would want the indians to win the world series okay and that's from somebody with a liverpool tattoo i would pick the indians winning the world series i think there's so many other competitions and so many things else uh, so many other things in soccer that could happen like winning the european championship the champions league six times Sure. Uh, winning the uh, you know the the English Cup, winning FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, the yeah the the Caribou Cup. Um, I think there are still other competitions in baseball. It's a World Series, and yeah. I grew up like Cleveland is. It it, it fills me up, <laughs> like not many other things can do. So I I would love being a part of that. 
I would pick an Indians World Series over a Brown Super Bowl too. Mm. All oh, right, that was a good one. I'm I'm a little upset that you brought that up. <laughs> um, uh, okay, well, thanks for that. That was great. Let's go ahead and end the show. I think that's a good segue. Um, we're in the we're in the bottom of the tenth, and um, the rain delay has gone through, and it's time to to put this one. Uh, put this one to a close so thank you everybody for for taking time to listen to us today if you have any feedback or any um any information if you talk to don garber and he has information about political signage just uh leave us a a a little uh tweet an at as what they are called on twitter we are at bryant and me bryant b-r-y-a-n-t and a-n-d not the and symbol and then M E is me. We're there on Twitter. We don't have a Facebook page or an Instagram page. We just Yet. have the Twitter page. Yet, let's see. Let's see what our advertisers want us to do. You can follow us there. Give us some feedback. Uh, subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast. Give us those reviews. The best way for other people to hear our podcast is from reviews. Because the more reviews we get, the better reviews we get, the higher up we show up in all the Apple algorithms. Tell your friends, tweet it, share it on on your various social media platforms. You can also, uh, if you have any direct feedback, only if it's positive, uh, you right. can find me on Twitter as uh, I am at Pickle Chip uh, with the ones instead of the eyes. Yeah, and I'm at one Thomas Costello. So thanks everybody for for listening. This has been uh, Thomas Costello and Bryant Caves. And Bright and me, we look forward to seeing you next time. Au revoir. Good night.